Awesome. All right. So we're on lesson five this evening on discover your destiny. We've been talking about exactly how do we do that. We know and we've learned that God has a plan for each and every one of us, that his plan is unique, that it's something that's tailored for you exactly, uh, something that only you can do, something that God has created you for. And uh, we, we said that you can really miss a lot of what God wants in your life in the years between age 13 and age 27. We, we talked about that as being the mistake zone because many young people in their life, uh, when they make a decision that really gets them off path, it's usually within that age time. Uh, as I said before, it doesn't mean that once you get past the age 27, you can't make a mistake or you can't make a wrong decision. But most decisions in our life are made very early, all right? In fact, someone said, if you can make really good decisions early in your life, late in your life, all you have to do is manage those decisions. And really, in the Christian life, it's very much like that. If you can uh, kind of just make right choices as a Christian early in your life, then as you keep growing and keep growing in, in that walk of your, uh, of your the, the walk with God, your journey with God, then really it's just about managing that decision. Uh, for example, if you make a decision early to say, I want to get to know God more by reading his word. If you make that decision early on at the age of 13 or 14 or 15, then as you're age 29 and, and 30, Really, all you're reminding yourself is saying, I got to do what I decided when I was 18, 19, or 13, and 14. Uh, I just got to remember to now live out that decision, and you're just managing that decision. When am I going to read the Bible? At uh, what time uh, in my day am I going to do that? It's just about managing the decision that you made early in your life, and now you're just kind of making sure it gets done. And that's how it is for much of the decisions in your life. If you decide now I'm only going to date someone that loves God and someone that wants to do right and honor God with their life, at age 28, when you meet someone, or at age 21, or at age 17, when you're in high school and you meet someone, you don't have to say, man, I, I wonder if I can date this person. Now, you've already made the decision that you're going to date someone that loves God, so really the question is, does this person love God? That makes it easier to make the right decision on who I'm going to date a marry in life. You see, you make that decision a long time before, and then you just live out that decision later in your life. And we talked about how important that is to understand if you're going to reach the destiny that God has for you. Now, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want you to notice what Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 26 says. It says, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Before we jump in the lesson tonight, let's ask God to help us as we study his word. Father, I pray that you would just work in our hearts tonight as we think about and meditate on this verse of being foolish to trust our own hearts and really being wise to trust your heart. I pray that we would understand what that means and the implications of that for our lives and the decisions that we face. Father, I pray that you would work in every heart. Fill me with your spirit tonight that I might be able to share the truth that you've laid on my heart on this lesson and that we would all be able to receive that truth tonight and that we would, by the power of your spirit, be able to live out what we learned tonight. And I ask this in Jesus' precious name, amen. 
want you to think about this. If I were to ask you, what are your plans after high school? Do you know what it is that you want to do? You don't have to answer right away. I just want you to think about it. If I were to ask you, and if we had time to go right down each uh, row and, and ask every person, do you know what you're going to do after high school? Would you be able to answer that? Now, some of you, I believe, would probably answer it in a second. Some of you probably already have the plans and you're saying, yeah, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to study and I, I, I know what I want to accomplish in my life. And, and it's because you've thought about it. You, you've, you've, you've spent some time thinking, uh, when I get out of high school and I got to study in college or when I, when I got to pick a career, this is what I would like to do. Now, there's others in here that would, might be like, uh, like some people that were thinking, well, I'm not exactly sure. I think I know what I'd like to do. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not really committed to it. Um, you know, maybe be a teacher or maybe, uh, you know, work in, in an office or, or maybe uh, study something uh, else, uh, maybe an engineer. I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking that, but I'm not sure yet. Some of you maybe have an idea of saying, well, I want to start taking the classes first. And this happens a lot as a freshman. You, you go and take classes and after about a semester, you know, yes, this is what I want to study the rest of my life or this isn't what I want to do. Uh, and, and, and maybe you'll, you, you'll change your change a, a career path uh, once you get into it and, and realize if it's for you or if it's not for you, right? So uh, some of you would be that way tonight. But here's what I want to talk about, and here's why I ask uh, that question. And, and it has really to do with what we're going to talk about. And we've titled this lesson, Destiny Schmestime. I have plans, all right? I have plans. And sometimes in our life, Sometimes we can miss what God wants for you. You can miss your destiny, the unique plan that God had for you, because you feel like, I already have my plans. I've already made up my mind what I want to do. So uh, in your notes here, let's talk about, first of all, the truth about your unique design. The truth about your unique design. Because if you were to tell me what your plans are, and if I were to ask you, what do you want to do? and What do you want to study? What your career is? You might think and say, yeah, I know what that is. I, I know what I want to do. But I wonder if you could answer the second question that I would have. And my second question would be, is that what God wants you to do? Is that what God created you to do? Now, that might be a little bit harder to answer. You might be saying, well, how do I know if that's what God wants me to do? I mean, I, I, that's the plans I have, and I'm just trying to be prepared for life. And let me tell you, that's a good thing. If you already know, hey, I, I want to study this. This is the field I'd like to go in. That's a good thing. That means you've, you're, you're thinking through what you want to do with your life, and that's a good thing. But it's even more important as you do that to think, what does God want me to do with my life? How do I know that what I'm thinking it's what God is thinking. How do I know that what I want to do is really what God wants me to do? And that's what this lesson is all about. Because you see, what you're sharing with me when you answer that first question is your dreams. You're answering, this is um, what I want to do. In those plans, there might be a lot of your dreams there intertwined with what you're going to do and how to get there. And and you know, when it comes to plans, there's, there's really all kinds of plans. There are self-centered plans. There are people that say, when I, get out of college, uh, when I get out of high school and I start studying for college and for my career, I want to pick something that's going to make me a whole lot of money. 
or something that's going to make me famous. I want people to know who I am. And plans like that are really self-centered. They're, they're really, in a way, self-centered. Not that there's anything wrong with money, that not that there's anything wrong with fame. But sometimes that plan is just because I just want people to know me. It becomes all about me. And sometimes people have plans that are very self-centered. Sometimes there are plans that are really good pursuits. They're not really self-centered. They're really good things, like becoming a teacher is a good thing. You're going to impart knowledge to people that don't have that knowledge, whether it's someone in kindergarten or whether it's someone in high school or whether it's someone in college. You're giving knowledge, and it doesn't even have to be secular education. It might be uh, in a Christian education, or it even might be in church. And you say, I just want to be uh, in, a, in a church teaching a class. And that's something that's good. Being a doctor is something that's good, right? Uh, whenever I'm sick, let me tell you something. I'm looking for a doctor, right? I, I mean, I love my dad as a pastor, but he, he doesn't really know how to cure a lot of things that are uh, wrong with me physically. Uh, and so... I go to a doctor, and it's a good thing to be a doctor. You help people. You help them recover. You help them to take care of themselves or, or maybe becoming a physical therapist. Someone has a, a tragic accident, and, uh, and they break a leg or something happens, and, and you go to a phys- if you're a physical therapist, you help them to, to learn to walk again or, or to regain strength with, with what happened. Those are plans that are good pursuits. There's nothing wrong with them. In fact, not only are there plans that are self-centered and that are good, uh, c- good pursuits, but there are even plans sometimes that are ministry-related. In other words, you say, I feel like I want to serve God with my life, and that is something that's excellent. And you might say, I, I want to do something full-time in ministry, whether that's a pastor, whether that's a missionary, whether that's a uh, Christian school teacher, whether that's uh, uh, a, a youth pastor or, or a children's pastor or uh, or being in charge as, as the maintenance guy at a church and getting paid to do that. And those are all full-time ministries. And, and you might say, I have plans to do that with my life. And that's all good. But we come back to the same question, which is that second question. How do I know that that's what God wants for me? How do I know that that's what God wants me to do and I'm not just saying what I want to do? Because, you know, as Christians, if we're not careful, we can get to that point. We can tell God, this is what I'm going to do, God. <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is my plan. This is what I want uh, to do. So I want you to think about this when it comes to your unique design. Number one, God creates all of us with abilities, gifts, and desires. God creates us with these abilities, and often our abilities, gifts, and desires become our pursuits, okay? And by the way, like I said earlier, there's nothing wrong with those pursuits, unless like, you know, you want to pursue being like a drug dealer or something, then there's something wrong with that. But I would say all of us or most of us in here have good pursuits. You, you want to do something, you want to uh, do something honest with your life, and, and you want to make money the right way and do things the right way. And our plans and pursuits go according to our abilities. For instance, if someone is here and they're very athletic, right? usually one of the first things we, we think about is, I'd like to play profes- be a professional athlete, right? Why? Well, you've got abilities, right? Someone that catches a football, never, that doesn't know how to catch a football or doesn't even know how to throw a football, doesn't dream about being in the NFL. They just, they don't. They, they, they kind of have other pursuits because they say, ah, I'm just not athletic. That's not what interests me anyway. 
just like the person that is athletic that doesn't know how to play an instrument doesn't dream about being in some symphony doesn't dream about being a professional musician or being in a band you just don't dream that because you say well i don't have that ability or gift most of what we pursue in our plans are gifts and abilities that we have and they've been given to us by god but i want you to also think about this finding god's plan begins with setting aside personal ambition with all of that you still with all of your abilities with all of what you know to be true in your life and what you've experienced you still got to ask yourself is what i want to do with my life is that what god wants me to do is it really because the danger in having these pursuits in our life is that they begin slowly to take the place of god in our life you got to be very careful with that. God has bigger plans for you than you can possibly imagine. And you have to understand that. We have to understand that. We have to believe that. It can't just be, well, I want to do this, and I have the ability to do this, and this is what my passion is after, and I want to do that, and leave God out of it. And sometimes we don't even leave God out of it. You know what we do? We say, God, this is what I want to be. Help me to be, uh, help me be a doctor. You know I always want to be a doctor. Help me be a doctor. And we tell God what our plans are, and then we ask God, God, God now open up the doors for me. Help me get into this college. God, help me to find this. Help me, help me th this to work out. But we never really stop and pause and ask, but God, do you want me to be a doctor? We just say we like medicine, and we always wanted to be a doctor since we were a little girl, and I remember going to the doctor's office, and he helped me, and he gave me a lollipop, and after since then, I wanted to be a doctor. And we tell God what we want, but we never ask God, God, what do you want? So I want you to think about the plans that you have. Think about that first question. Whatever the plan is, whatever it is that you feel like, this is what I want to study when I grow up, or this is what I want to do with my life, then ask yourself, in that plan, have I asked God, God, do you want that plan for me? Can you think of a time in your prayer life where you've done that? Because God has bigger plans than you and I can possibly imagine. Much bigger. Now, there in your notes, I want to say this here. There in your notes, uh, the truth about our plans. The truth about our plans. Now, those, that's the truth about uh, the plan that, you and, uh, that you've had, but uh, let's give you some truth about our plans because in those plans, the, the way that God has designed you, you have pursuits naturally that you want to go. And by the way, let me just say this before I get into this point. If you're not careful, as you're telling God what you're going to do and how he needs to bless you for it and make sure that you get to where you need to go, um, if you're not careful, it becomes a form of idolatry. Now, I know for most of us, we think of idolatry as putting up a statue and then worshiping the statue. And most of us in here say, I'm not an idol worshiper. There's no statue in my life. I don't worship Buddha, who's a statue there. I don't worship any uh, animal. I don't worship anything like that. There's no statue that I'm bowing down to every week. And that's probably true. But you know, idolatry is not only bowing to some statue. You know, idolatry simply is putting something before God in my life. Any pursuit that I have in my life that I'm pursuing stronger than pursuing God in my life is an idol. That's why sports can be an idol. 
Television can be an idol. Playing a music, musical instrument can be an idol. You see, anything that you put in front of God can become an idol. And it can become something that you start doing in your life. And sometimes we don't even notice it. We don't even realize it. But it becomes something that takes the place of pursuing God in my life. That's why if you read in Revelation chapter number 2, when Jesus is talking to the church of Ephesus, he said, man, you're doing a lot of good things that happens in our life. We do a lot of good things. Nobody comes to church and makes trouble. And, no, and you might come to church and actually listen and take notes and, and, and take time in, in your reading uh, of the Bible and in time with prayer. And, and you can do some good things and you help out. And anytime there's a project, you come and help out. But in all of that, you can actually do all of that and not love God the way you should. And that's why Jesus told the church of Ephesus, man, you have a lot that you're doing well, but I have one thing against you. He said, you left your first love. You're doing this, and it seems like it's a good thing to do, and you're, you have a routine in your life that you've developed some good habits in your life, but why are you doing them? You ever thought about that? <laughs> I think as you get older, it becomes more apparent in your life. Because there are times, and maybe you've found this even at your age, but there are times that It'll be uh, Wednesday at 5.30, and I'm tired, and I've had a long day, and I think, why do I have to go to church tonight? I've got to get a lesson ready. I've got to teach these teens a lesson of what God's Word says. And to be honest, I'm And sometimes I've got to check my motivation. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this because, well, you know what? If I don't do this by Friday, I don't get a paycheck. Let me tell you, if I start doing it for a paycheck, though I'm doing a good thing, though I'm sharing God's word, I've left my first love. If I do this just because, well, the kids expect it, or the pastor expects it, or the members expect it, I've left my first love. And let me tell you, if you're here tonight, and you say, well, I just go on Wednesdays because that's what I do, because my mom or dad drags me uh, to this place or because I have to be here because I, I can't stay at home and my parents don't let me stay home on Wednesday nights. If that's what's dragging you here, you've lost your first love. That's when Christianity becomes boring. That's when Christianity becomes a burden in your life. That's why so many young people, they, they leave the faith because they think the faith is doing things. But let me tell you something. As a Christian... I have a walk, a relationship with God. If I could maybe illustrate it this way, it's kind of like this. I, I can buy Rochelle flowers every day and not love Rochelle. And sometimes in our Christian life, that's what we do. We're buying God flowers and we're, we're doing all that we think is, oh, this is what God wants. But we're not doing it with the right motivation. We're not really pursuing God in that. And if you're not careful when it comes to your plans and what you want to do for life, that's what happens. And you lose that. So let's talk a little bit about the truth about our plans. Let me, let me just give you some of that in your notes. First of all, only God can confirm if your plans are truly right for your destiny. Only God. That's why it's important to have that relationship with him. Don't get to a point where you look at him like a dictator in your life. He ain't a dictator. But he can confirm what you're doing is 
what he created you to do or if it's just something you want to do. Secondly, if you pursue your plans over God, you will never find your destiny. God designed you. He created you to pursue him. This is why we were created. Part of the, the problem with the fall of man, problem of sin in our life is that it got our eyes off of God. One of the things that will be different about heaven is that our pursuit will be God himself. It's not going to be going to work. It's not going to be getting more money. It's not going to be accomplishing this or that. It's just going to be pursuing God. And, and, and in your life here on earth, if you pursue plans over God, you'll never find that. Let me give you another thing here. Your plans could be wrong. Your plans could be wrong. You and I must be willing to take a neutral position on our plans. Be willing to say, God, I've always wanted to study this, but if you don't want that for my life, I'm willing to leave it. I'm willing to leave it. Take a neutral position on that. There in your notes, God could change your plans and dreams if he wants to. Now, this is the truth about our plans. Let me tell you something. God could change your plans in a snap of a finger. God could change your plans with just one car accident. God could change your plans just with one little bacteria that gets in your eye or in your ear. Just like that, life can change. God can change your plans with just one little word called cancer. So before you think, well, I'm in control of my life, and I know what, I, what I'm going to do with my life, just stop and think about this. Not only should I ask God what He wants, but you know what? God can change my plans like that. I might not even be able to do what I want to do. And I want you to think about this. Gifts and abilities should be developed but not pursued in place of God. Gifts and abilities should not or should be developed but not pursued in place. In other words, if God's given you a talent to play an instrument, hey, play that instrument the best that you can. If you, if you play saxophone, any G. I mean, do what you can. Do the best that you can. Be as, as good as you can in whatever God has given you the talent to do. If you're playing guitar, to play guitar the best that you can. But don't let that take the place of God in your life. Pursue that so you can say, if one day I can play for God's glory in some camp or in some place, I want to do it for that. Quickly here in your notes, we're about to be dismissed, but we got to come to a point. Uh, I don't know if this is in your, uh, in your uh, notes. God could give you better dreams. Is that in your notes? Or is it just in my notes? God can give you better dreams. And realize that as you take a neutral position, just, just realize God can do that. Secondly there, I think this is in your notes, even good desires can become idols. Is that in your notes? Even good, uh, even good desires can become idols. And lastly tonight, before we're dismissed, gifts and abilities should be developed but not pursued in place of God. Young people, what I'm talking about tonight is, listen, I know you have plans. But before you decide, I'm going to go out and live my plans, take time to ask yourself, is this what God wants? Is this what God wants? In two weeks, when we get back, 
we're going to answer this question, my will or God's will, what will it be? Because when it comes to this of my plans versus God's plans, i got to ask myself, if what God wants isn't really what I want, am I willing to follow what God wants? And we'll talk about why that's important and what that does for, for you. We'll talk about that in two weeks.